I definitely am putting more effort into it. Yeah. It's not because I'm like, oh my God, I'm petrified of looking aged or old or anything like that. I just sort of enjoy it a bit more. It's a little bit of a um, a ritual. Well, this is the thing, is it doesn't yeah. feel like a chore to me now. It's a ritual. It's something that, you know, help you put you into a space of like going to sleep or relaxation or it's sort of, sort of part of it. I'm Alison Rice and welcome to this special Self-Care Sundays miniseries brought to you by Studio Offline and Estee Lauder. I'm sitting down with three of the brand's inspiring ambassadors to have an honest conversation about life on the other side of the filter and their relationship with self-care, sleep and skincare. If you already adore following Nadia Fairfax, Deborah Simond O'Neill and Eleanor Pendleton, Estee Lauder and I hope you enjoy getting to know them on a deeper level. Across three episodes, my special guests share the life experiences and self-care strategies that have shaped them into the kind, positive and confident women they are today. As always, these are raw, imperfect conversations grounded in reality. You can find more episodes at offlinethepodcast.com or by subscribing wherever you like to listen. And if you fancy seeing behind the scenes, because let's be honest, who doesn't? Follow Offline the Podcast on Instagram. Three words. Party with Nardi. My next guest is one of Sydney's most followed fashion creatives and socialites. An ex-elite gymnast turned content creator and the editor of Fairfax Journal, Nadia Fairfax is fun personified. A connector who loves nothing more than seeing her friends and family having a good time, Nadia is a natural entertainer and, as you'll soon learn, always takes a glass-half-full approach to life. With a following in the hundreds of thousands and a lifestyle that sees her on a plane most months for both work and play, I was interested to learn about Nadia's approach to self-care. How does a modern woman with such a packed social and travel schedule prioritise things like sleep, a consistent skincare routine and her own emotional well-being? She made me laugh a lot and we hope you do too. Here's the joyful Nadia and I for part one of Offline's special Self-Care Sundays miniseries in partnership with Estee Lauder. I'm excited about this one because I know you, but I don't. <laughs> I feel like we've always been yeah, one we, step removed from each other. Yeah, and we always I mean? say like, hi, at events, like we fully know each other, but we don't. <laughs> like I didn't even know you were married until 10 minutes ago. We were walking down the hallway and you said, my husband. I was like, oh, God, cool. she's got a husband. She's got it together. <laughs> <laughs> she's got this fancy studio. She's got a sound guy. <laughs> We're getting legit now, let Big me things. tell you, season three. Um, so this is like explorative for me as well because a lot of the questions I have, I don't know the answer to. Um, I do like to do a bit of research. You haven't spoken much about yourself, funnily enough, as someone who works in the influencer space. someone who's so vain, that sounds really <laughs> weird. But, um, yeah, you're right. I, I just hit my um, chin on the microphone. That's smooth. all right. You've got to get so close you can kiss the mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just made a very um, a terrible action. Um, no. Yeah, you're right. I 
I'm relatively for someone who's quite loud and boisterous. I'm quite rel- I'm relatively private. You are. Yeah. Yes. And I, I don't really share many personal things on like no. Instagram or social media or it's all sort of fashion and and fun times and mm-hmm. yeah. Party with Nadi. Party with Nadi. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, can we start with your childhood? I would love to know. Um, what it was like and what you were like as a young girl. Okay. Well, um, I, a lot of people know this. I used to be a gymnast mm-hmm. uh, and I I was pretty sporty even before I did gym. I did everything, you name it, netball, softball, running, swimming, tennis, golf. Um, and so I went to the Australian Institute of Sport. I got scouted when I was eight years old. What? Yeah. Um, so I went down there. It was um, year five. I went and wow. I'm first of all, I actually moved. I was too young to live in, to live in residency. So I had to bill it with other families. What does that mean? So like you move in with another family um, and they were all. So where are you from relative? I'm from to- Sydney. Oh. Yeah. But the AIS is in Canberra. Got it. So I left my parents at that age. No. Yeah. So first two years I billeted, I moved in with all different families. and Were they nice? Yeah, I had some that were nicer than others. Um, I was always doing gymnastics with one of their daughters. So sometimes it was competitive, sometimes it wasn't. It was just a mixed bag. Um, But, yeah, then I moved into residence and lived with, like, 200 other athletes from sports, like from archery to basketball. This is incredible at, like, 12. Nine. Nine. Yeah, I, I was eight turning nine when I went down. Yeah. That's so little. Yeah. But I loved it. I was always super independent. Um, so that didn't bother you at all? You were just like straight in? No. I, actually, I, th- I think my parents didn't think I'd last past the three-month trial. And then um, the three-month finished and they offered me a scholarship. And I was like, woohoo! And my parents were like, oh, God, our daughter is now leaving us. Um, but my dad was a wallaby, which is for those people that don't know, which is probably a lot of people listening to this podcast. Um, it's the Australian uh, rugby union. In, in, he was in the Australian rugby union team. So I feel like I've always had sort of sports. Sport in, in your DNA. blood. Yeah. yeah I, I'm not going to jump ahead because I do want to talk about how kind of polarizing that is that you were a professional athlete and now working in fashion. Like they're very <laughs> different industries. Um, I read that you always wanted to look different even as a gymnast. Yeah. And I wonder where that sense of individualism comes from. Do you feel like, and now that I'm understanding that you kind of left home at quite a young age, you've always just been very independent? Um, yeah, I, I was always, even when I was just training in Sydney, like when I was living with my parents, I used to set my own alarm. I was like seven years old, set my own alarm, have all my clothes ready to go. And I had to have all my school ready, all my stuff for school ready as well because we'd go from gym to school to gym again. Um, and then I'd knock on my parents' door and say, can someone drive me to gym? And then they'd drive me in the morning. Where does this come from? I have no idea. I think I just loved being active and I've always been pretty competitive, mm. um, which I think has actually subsided a lot as I've aged. Mm. Like when I was young, I loved winning. I loved running races. Like, Do you just have a lot of energy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty petite and people are always, people are always like, what do you do? Like, what do you do for exercise? And I just laugh and I'm like, not a lot. I just move around a lot in my day-to-day life. Yes. You know, and like, expend energy just through 
Yeah, even when I'm talking, like I'm moving my arms you around. You already. Sort of jump <laughs> I love it. The poor sound guy. He's like, can you stop moving? <laughs> it's good. We've got to be as natural as possible. Otherwise, it sounds like we're robots. Yeah. I just think it's fascinating, like, as a young girl, maybe it was seeing, was it seeing your dad yeah, in I think that it was kind of rigorous training? I think my mom, they always really encouraged me um, to have a go at everything. And I think the more... The more people you put in front of, the more people that you meet, um, I don't know, the more open you are to different experiences and mm. different looks or styles or music or whatever it is. Um, and I don't know, I just always wanted, I, I don't know, I always had a different hairstyle. I always wore my leotards high cut instead Did of you? low cut. I never wore bike tights, like everyone went through a phase. I don't know, I just. I read that you had like princess layer buns instead of one bun. Yep. Yeah, and then I got to an age where I was like sixteen, and my the national coach was like, "Nadi, you're getting a bit old for two buns. <laughs> We've got to change it to one." I was like, "No," um, but then I refused to wear the matching scrunchie, and I always wore ribbons. So you know, um, always this sense of individualism. What star sign are you? I'm an Aries. Mm. What are you? Cancerian. I don't know much about Cancerians. Well, we're good people. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what are, what are Aries supposed to be? Born leaders. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, Aries are like, um, you're like big ideas, energy. We're quite stubborn though too. Stubborn can be a bit up in the clouds in a good way. Yeah. So cancer, Cancerian, like very in my feelings. Oh. I'm like empathic. So that's a big challenge for me is to not take on other people's sadness yeah, and fear. and. <laughs> You've got but a problem. See, Work it out yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm a nice person, I swear. I do mirror a lot though. Like even as I see your energy, I start to kind of match that. That's a, a great bit as well. Thing. Oh, yeah, actually, no, it can but go when both people ways. are down, I can go down with them pretty quick. Yeah. Also. Um Well, I'll try and keep you get, up today. Get we had said we wanted wine. We both agreed that even though it's what well it's Quarter past three, I mean. Yeah, I assumed you would have bought a bottle. So. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, I was telling you, like, I've offered people before and usually they say no. I always I, think I'm my most honest after, like, two glasses of wine. Me too. Yeah, so it probably would have been great. I two, mean, no, I'm still two. my honest self, so. No, I'm getting that from you. So what time, Um, how? so how old were you when you stopped gym? Um, I was almost 17. Um, and I had a pretty bad back injury. Wow. Um, so I was struggling. Was you know, that from falling? Yeah, it was uh, an overuse injury and then I was protecting it and then I had a, an injury from that as well. But I was also going through a phase where I, I started getting interested in other things. You know, I cared about boys. I cared about fashion and, um, you know, I was in Canberra, so I cared about fireworks. Um, so I started getting in a bit of trouble, like nothing bad, just like, you know, teenage stuff. And I just sort of thought maybe it's time to give it up. My back was hurting. I actually was surprising enough. I was struggling with my weight going through puberty. Wow. Such a normal thing for a gymnast. And my parents were like, you know, you do you. What do you want to do? Mm. So I thought time to just come home and. Was it hard to make that decision or not really? 
It definitely was. Um, oh, actually, no, it wasn't. I knew that that's what I wanted because I knew I just didn't want to do gym anymore. Mm. But then once I was home, it was really hard integrating back into like normal life. Because well, you lived, never really had. Never. And yeah. I never lived with my parents, really. Wow. Like from an age where I made all my own decisions from the age of eight, you know, when to go to bed, how to do this, wh- how I did my washing, what to wear, you know, I didn't. Um, so that was really hard, like coming home and. My dad was, I'd go to go out, you know, and I'd just go to walk out of the house. And my parents were like, um, hello, like you need permission to go somewhere. And you're like, I've been partying in Canberra for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, not that long. But um, yeah, but I honestly, I loved the AIS so much and I made so many great friends there. And So people you're still in contact with now? Yeah. You know, one of my best friends was a water polo boy. Um, now he's a DJ. <laughs> um, he sounds I've, cute. <laughs> <laughs> I've got friends who are playing, currently playing in the NBA. Um, Patty Mills, um, who I was at AS with, we're in the same study hall class. Wow. Um, yeah. Like uh, people who have won Olympic gold medals in archery, netball girls, like, yeah. Sounds like amazing networking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If nothing else. Like- yeah. Well, I always thought I'd be a sports journalist. Interesting. Yeah, Nadia Fairfax, Fox Sports News. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. But I've somehow I um, my parents were actually really good friends with Camilla Franks. You yes. know Camilla um, yeah. Caftans, and I sort of I was still at school, and my parents just organised for me to start doing some like afternoon work for her, and so I used to just go in. It was like interning. Yeah. And I just loved it. And then you know, as soon as I finished school, I basically started working for a full time. And wow, there was only her and I in the whole business at the time. So I basically learned how to do everything. So I'd watch her, how she did her design, how she sold. I, we were picking and packing orders together. It was the beginning. Wow. Um, and now that empire she's built. I know. Yeah. So I'm so, pr- I mean, I'm so proud and she's such an incredible woman. She's so, she's so strong. Mm. Um, so that was sort of my introduction to fashion. Wow. So you, so this is you 17, 18, you start doing work experience did you go to uni or straight into work? I did start studying um, Bachelor of Media. Yep. Didn't finish. <laughs> so common. So common. Uh, things were just taking off for me in, in a career space anyway. And um, this is the thing, and I do, anytime I'm speaking to young girls, I'm like, if if there's opportunity there, don't press pause because of the study. The study will always be there. Yeah. Exactly. Go where the opportunity is and have those experiences and it actually might change what you want to study anyway. Oh, and 100%, I always believe that the people that I've met and the connections that I've made have been way more valuable than studying ever could have been. Yes. And that was all throughout that time. And they weren't just from working. They were from going to events. They were from going out. I mean, I swear to God, half the people that I work with now or, you know, who are are big marketing people or events people – We've, we all used to go out together when we were mm. kids. So I always stress to any young kids that come and work for me to have fun, you know, like don't put too much pressure on yourself and, you know, because some of those, the greatest opportunities can come from a great night out. <laughs> yes, I love your ethos. It's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sad because it has changed a little bit now, especially in Sydney. Can get a bit stuffy now. Yeah. 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 And I'm just like, guys, let loose. Mm. It's Okay. Yeah, it's going to be okay. Yeah. 
And like, we're not solving all the world's problems here. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put Sometimes we're just putting lacquer on women. It's okay. <laughs> so um, you went from working with Camilla. Yeah, sorry. We've gone, we've gone, this we've zigzagged the all over the place. These are the best conversations. And then you, you did, so what I thought you went straight to was actually um, doing the PR for... Age. Age. So, no, after that, after I worked for Camilla, I actually went and lived in Turkey for about eight months. Did you? (laughs) (laughs) Why? Um, A really good family friend um, has this amazing hotel um, in Bodrum and every year they have a a Western-speaking girl come over and sort of do foreign guest relations. See, inverted commas. I'm obsessed with you. Did you go and do that? Yeah. (laughs) So we had like some major um, celebs come through and I looked after them. Like Kate Moss goes every year to this hotel. Did you meet Kate Moss? Well, yeah. She was kind of pretty protected, but she was there when I was there and I got to say hello. Oh, so good. Um, But like we had Ralph Lauren's daughter Dylan on her honeymoon. Um, We had uh, Massimo Ferragamo. Sort of a lot of different people. Um, But it was fantastic. It was, I I felt like it really changed my life. How Um, so, like, just the experiences? Just realising how much bigger the world was and how interesting people can be, different people can be. And I think before that I was sort of really heavily invested in the Bondi bubble. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Lol. I know. Um, So just having that escape from that, um, it just really broadened my horizons, I think. Mm, That's the other thing I always say to young girls is, like, if you can take that year. 100%. Take that year. Yeah. And all the things you think you're missing out on. They're like, always there. You'll come back 10 years wiser than anybody else Yeah, around you for your age. It was tough. Like I think I came, when I came back, I really, I went through a bit of a tough time with girls as well because I felt like all the girls that I would, had been such close friends with, I'd really, I just changed so much and mm. I was just wanting different things. And so I, we, I went through a bit of a sort of, I can't think of the correct word. A change like, of path. Yes. Um, and ended up meeting so many other great people. And um, now I'm so lucky. Mm. I think just the people that I ended up choosing, because, you know, you're at that age where you then choose your friends. Versus the who you're kind of lumped with in school or sport or totally. Suburb or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now I look around, I'm like, holy crap, this is what excellent, beautiful people oh, I'm surrounded by. Oh, that is by. so nice. Yeah. Um, I hold a lot of guilt. I mean, I'm trying to work through it, but you know when you've had such long-term friendships and you're just growing and evolving and, as you're saying, your interests are changing and what you desire is different, because they're such long friendships, I feel really bad where I'm like, I've got to maintain this because it's been so long, but you're with them and it's so hard to yeah. try. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I still have like my great old, old friends, like from family friends and stuff like that. Mm. And, but yeah, we, you know, we're so, we're all doing different things, but we come together when it's important, you mm. know, um, um, we had some girlfriends that lost their parents in the Bali bombing. So, you know, it's just funny that everyone is so separated doing their own things, but you know, every year at the memorial, everyone's there together. Everyone's got their kids and oh, that's sort beautiful. of that old group. So it's like, you still always have each other, but, you have other ones too. And mm. we all, I think we've all started doing that as well. Everyone's sort of got their different groups, but we're all still there for each other, which yeah. is quite nice. But there's no pressure. No. You know, there's none of this like, why didn't you text me? And, you know, where where are you today? And 
Oh, you didn't catch up with me. Like we've sort of let go of that. I know. I, yeah, there's been like, anyway, it's like, this is public. (laughs) Guys, this is is about me, not you, So let me just tell my story. (laughs) (laughs) Some people give me feedback that I insert myself into it too much and it's like, it's a conversation. Um, (laughs) Who are those people? (laughs) I'm like, do you have a podcast? (laughs) No. When you do, call me. Seriously. <laughs> no, I'll invite that in now. Don't hate on me. <laughs> um, You're going to get a couple of text messages after this, Alison. Well, that's what I've got to be careful of too because it's like, and I'm learning a lot about this and you'll know this better than me. It's like just because I'm in the public space and putting my life to public forum, it doesn't mean the people in my life need to be in that <laughs> as well. <laughs> Yeah. So do you find that difficult of like... Well, I mean, I have a lot of friends who... The friends who don't want that, they are very separate to that. But there are a lot of friend, friends of mine who are doing not necessarily similar things to me, but, mm. you know, are actually are also in the public eye for different things. And so actually working together and showcasing each other's, you know, jobs or work or, work or anything, it's quite a positive thing. Yes. I found. Yeah. You know, and we try and um, cross-pollinate. Mm, where, nice we, word. where we can, you know, I just did a job recently and, um, I included like four of my friends, five of my, well, there's five of us. I'm the fifth one, four of my friends in this video and it was just fantastic. And mm. well, it's coming out. You'll see it soon. <laughs> okay. Um, but it was so fun to work together and also it's just all of us helping each other. Yeah. You know, and they're, they're getting some exposure. It's, it's just, you know, it's all mm. great. And then it's more organic as well. Cause it's not like people you force together to have a good time for something. It's like we're just – we're doing this anyway. You can film if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. So Sorry, why do I know – it's so fine. Why do I know – like tell me about your time at Age. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Age. Age. Yeah. Why are you so well known for that role, I want to know? Because – It's so funny. Yeah. Do you get that a lot though? Because yeah. I've heard about it a lot and I want to know what was it about that time or what you did there. Yeah. Well, I came home from um, Turkey and I had didn't have a job or anything like that. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was still just working it out. And um, I, I knew Adrian, uh, who's one half of the brand, through going out. <laughs> Not a joke. Um, and so I just, it was coming up to fashion week and I just texted him and I said, look, I'm hanging around. I don't really have much to do at the moment. Can I come and help for two weeks building up to the show? You know, whatever you've got going on, I'll just come and assist and you know what not do whatever you want he was like okay I think he was pretty reluctant at first and Eddie Edwina the other half she later told me she was like absolutely not (laughs) no way who is who is this girl Adrian what are you doing sort of scenario um but I got in there and the day before the show I don't know I, (laughs) I won't say I was running things but I was definitely had my Hands and lots of the pies that were, you know, everything that was going on. And um, a week later, they were like, we can't lose you and we're going to make a job for you. And they were a really small brand at the time. It was just Eddie and Adrian as well. Um, So that was quite a big thing for them to do and quite a risk, I'd say. Mm. They probably couldn't barely afford me either. Yeah. Um, And it was PR. Well, it was sort of everything at that point. Mm. Um, As the time rolled on, my official title was brand manager. Mm Mm-hmm. But I really, we, we, I was across every asset of the business. Mm. And um, when it's so small like that, that's what happens. And they're the best jobs. And they're the 
best jobs that you can do. Because um, you don't need a job description. No. You just turn up every day and it's like whatever needs to be done is what you're doing. I used to have to go in early though every day because I was such a chatterbox and I used to be quite distracting. So I used to have to go in at like seven and get all my own emails <laughs> beforehand. Um, but no, I think why people know me for that role is because it was sort of that time when social media was really starting mm. and I I wasn't trying to make content or anything like that. I was just my normal self and going out and whining and dining and people were interested in that. Mm. They wanted to know who I was going out with, who I was hanging with, a little bit of what I was wearing. But it was like, what venue? Where's cool? How awesome. That's what I thought and that's what I used to get a lot of like my comments and things like, well, what's a cool restaurant to go here? Or, you know, and so a lot of my content was all about that. Wow. So it's almost like you – cultivated a brand without even just by being you, you know and then I, mean? I started infusing age into it and you know I started their Instagram account at the beginning did you yeah so I, that was so it was really the beginning of Instagram um and so of course we didn't really it was before you got models to make content it was before social media was such you know there were budgets for it so mm. it would be us Eddie and I out the back taking photos on a white wall in the outfits mm. you know so I think being seen there as well. I think it was a bit of a mm. cross-pollination. Yes. Me helping them, them helping me. It was sort of... And out. how long did you stay there? I was there for about um, four or five years. So a long time. A long time. Yeah. long time. I saw them go through so, many, so much growth. It was mm. incredible to watch. And um, now they're just like absolute powerhouses. Oh, my God, I know. We'll open Fashion Week this year, didn't I know. They? They're a big deal. That must have been a proud moment for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was quite giddy. And what was really special was part of their whole um, brand ethos um, is, you know, this tough femininity. And they brought back at Fashion Week a lot of sort of their older styles. They reinvigorated them. Mm. And so I was like, oh, God. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> so, um, And, you know, even my mum was invited to the show on her own merit, not as a plus one. Cute. Um, because, oh, you know, she was a big part yeah. of the brand too. and. Um, so we were both sort of sitting there and I could tell she was getting a bit teary as well. So it was a really nice moment. How and it was nice. Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day, yes. Yeah. What made you decide to leave the job? Um, I had, at the time, I had a boyfriend who was living in LA. Yeah, because I was going to say, I thought you were in New York for a while. Yeah. Or was it LA? Well, no, LA to begin with and then New York. Um, yeah. And at first I tried so hard to do, I was doing a month on, a month off. Sydney and Because that LA. sounds fun, but the reality of that would not be. Well, at first I loved it. You know, you, you're running on adrenaline and you're mm. pumped up to go see your boyfriend and go to LA. Then you're pumped up to come and see your family and your friends at home. And then I just remember I just fell in a heap and I was like, I'm exhausted. I can't do this anymore. Um, and we tried. We thought maybe we'd try and do a store in LA or something, but it just wasn't the right time. Mm. And by that point... Even when I had my desk job, my Instagram following was growing quite rapidly. Mm. And so I thought, well, I may as well try and take Give advantage of this. And What did that feel like, growing a following? Well, I don't know. It was, it was an accident. It yeah. was all, I, find I it, guess when it's not on purpose, you're just like watching it going, okay. Yeah, and I didn't change my content or anything because of that. You mm. know. Um, well, I guess it's that thing. It's like if it's growing, it's because what you're doing – yeah. Is working. I just wonder, like, objectively, like, what does it feel like? I remember thinking to myself, why? Yeah. Why are these people interested? You know, I'm just a normal, naughty 
Sydney party girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, like I'm, I wouldn't consider myself like outrageously fashionable or, you know, or outrageously creative like some of these girls are now. They're making the most beautiful content mm. and they're photographers, they're musicians, you know, they've got – I'm just kind of mm, – But I think that <laughs> the, your strength is your authenticity. Thanks, girl. That's all right, doll. <laughs> That's a hard thing because like a lot of talent, I would say, you know, if we can call it that, influencers, there can be a lot of second guessing around, yeah. am I doing the right thing? Should this look different or sound different? So there's a lot of bravery, I think, in just putting it out there and going, well, this is it. And if you don't like it, then unfollow. Yeah. yeah. And definitely like there was a while there where I do remember, oh, should my content look more like this person's mm. and should I be going down that path? And then. Well, it got very serious for a while yeah. there. And now Which it's is... starting to relax a bit again. Thank God. I know. Well, when stories came in, <laughs> that was the best because all of the buttoned up influences that you were like, yeah. oh, so neat and tidy, have a couple of wines, get on the stories. Oh. And I was like, woohoo. Because we get to see like yeah, the and real... this is what I always say is you know before social media, there was we only followed sort of celebrities or rock stars or whatnot through magazines or you know a TV news appearance. There wasn't a lot yes that you could really you know. And I think why social media grew so quickly is because it was a behind the scenes look, mm. and then all of a sudden it changed to being set shoots and you know everything was it was not as natural. No, because now it's like a. a production it's like content production yeah yeah so yeah it, that's why it became so popular so i don't know why we took it so far away from that i know we should bring it back. what do you reckon about the no likes oh i love it me too i laugh like i've been reading all these media articles in like mainstream press and they're like oh the death to influencers and i'm like haha guys it just made it so much easier for us because mm. you know brands can still have access to see Totally. Or what, you know, who's like Well, the insights are still or, there. You yeah. still have to report on that stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's the whole point, I think, is that we can be on there in a more effortless way because yeah. it's not about how many people are seeing the lights. I'm feeling way more relaxed about it. Yeah, are I you? feel, yeah, and I actually feel more comfortable to post more often. And See, that's the best because that's yeah, what we watch want. Watch out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oversharing. <laughs> Um, and this is my boyfriend. No. <laughs> Don't worry, I won't be doing that, Michael. <laughs> you heard it here first, Michael. I doubt he would listen to Who's this podcast Michael? anyway. Is Michael, your boyfriend? Michael's the boyfriend, yep. <laughs> I'm like, do we go there or not go there? I'm just going to quickly assume that's not LA, New York. No. God, oh, God. Okay, God. see, this is the thing. This is discovery yeah. for me. Yeah, no. This yeah. one's relatively new. Is oh, he new? Like eight months ish, so. Okay, we're in our first it's all year. going well. We're taking it easy. First yeah, year. Yeah. Make it a good impression. He's lovely. <laughs> You'll give me that face like move on to the next question. <laughs> I, I told you I'm a private person. I know. <laughs> no. I won't do any more. Um, no, it's fine. He's really have. sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully kidding. Michael. Wow. Um, so you are this social butterfly. You've got this, you know, um, the label party with Nadi, which I love. You do bring so much energy and we we're just talking about that before we started recording, like at events, you're often the person who will be at the table, keeping the conversation going, natural entertainer. I wondered you. whether your um 
your want and desire to let your hair down is because you spent so much time in quite sort of rigorous training and a regime. Do you reckon? Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I suppose so. I've never really thought about it too much in depth, so mm. you're just getting me now. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is therapy. <laughs> I, I do just, I do really enjoy people's company and I love nothing more than making other people have a good time, mm. you know, and that is that brings me seeing that's joy. the best, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And so, and I, and that's also like connecting people. I love nothing more than seeing two mates work at something and it be a giant success. I mean, that is just so thrilling. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think I just, I like happiness. I like to feel happy. I like to make other people happy. And I think that's probably, it's not like I've got to let loose. No. It's more just, oh, I love having a good time. Mm. What can I plan next? You know, what lunch can I plan next? What big dinner? Like, whose birthday is it? (laughs) Damn, we just missed mine. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, we can do a party. We can do a party. We can do a post. Also, it's 34. I was like, me. Yeah, maybe wait for next year. I'll look after that one. 35? Yep. Yep. 35 is fun. Okay, I'm down. Um, I wondered... If you reflect on that time in training, what did it teach you about yourself? Or like if you think about the lessons you took away from what it meant to be, I guess, a professional athlete at such a young age. I mean, I never really think about it like that. But if I ever do think back about like, oh, what a lesson or mm. something that I really took, I I was quite loud and, you know, full of energy and a lot of the girls weren't. And I feel like because of that, I copped a lot of like, no, I wouldn't say I was attacked, but like other parents, you know, other officials within the AIS, it was sort of like, oh, Nadia, you know, it was always sort of, I was getting into, I know they always had this opinion, like I was really naughty where I wasn't, I just had a personality. Yes. Um. So I felt like from a lot. But you just weren't suppressing. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's great when you're a kid to feel like that and to want to express yourself and to want to dance and have fun and have a childhood yes um so I feel like I really learned to have a bit of a thick skin almost Mm. because I feel like in what I do now there's a lot of that you know there's there is a lot of tall poppy there is a lot of jealousy and things like that so why is that I I have no idea because I don't get it at all and I'm so happy for other people and me too but I feel it I I feel like that I'm really lucky I had a lot of that as a youngster because mm. now I just like I couldn't care, I couldn't care no, less. If you feel not. like that, go for it, buddy. It's only hurting you, not me. Yeah. So I'm very lucky in that mm. regard. And what is it? It's like the way we respond to things or what we say about other people is actually a reflection of our inner self. Yeah. I always think that in the moment where I'm like, you're critiquing me, but really what you're doing is critiquing yourself. Yeah, but I, I also feel like some girls, they get in their own head. Like mm. there's an absolutely nothing, mm. you know, to get upset about or or even just randomly with friends, like not my friends, but girls from the industry or something. I feel like if you don't say hi to them or make a big deal at an event, I might be speaking to 20 other people. Mm. Then all of a sudden the next time they see me, they're like, oh, mm. oh, you know, she didn't say hello. And then they create this big sort story. Of story in their head and it's absolutely nothing. No. You know? It's never about us. No. <laughs> Uh, when I was managing like big teams of women, you know, would go into like a whip or whatever, a meeting and they'd be like, oh, well, you didn't respond to my email or whatever. And every time I'd be like, doll, I just, like, I love you, but I'm never 
thinking about you <laughs> ever. Yeah. Or like the quick, yeah, the quick response. Yeah, like, yeah, it's good, just sounds part good. of life. We're all busy. Get yes. over it. Yeah. No, fuck, I love that. <laughs> um, I want to talk about self-care. Yeah. I feel like it's gotten a bit of a bad rap of late. You know, it can be a bit eye roll. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, self-care. It is extremely important to um, our vitality as women. When I was doing some reading on you, I kept getting this jet setter label came up. (laughs) Jet setter, jet setter. I was like, okay. I know you do travel quite a bit. Um, I wonder how do you fit in care for yourself around having quite a full-on schedule like that? Um, it's some, it's definitely something that I should invest more time in truthfully. Um, but I definitely, I go through phases, like, you know, how we're talking about me being very social, et cetera. I also then have like days where like, I really enjoy home time. I don't answer my phone. I sit in front of the TV. I, I do have those relaxing days. It Mm. isn't just go, go, go. Mm. Um, but I really, this sounds so lame, but I really invest in good treatments. Mm Mm-hmm. And good products. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're doing that consistently, mm. are using those or going to those appointments consistently, you don't have to do as much. I mean, in regards to beauty, yes. not necessarily self-care. So we can look alive. <laughs> yeah, so I can look gorgeous. So I can glow. Um, but in regards to like actually being healthy, I, I am a bit slack on this sort of stuff. I eat really well. I love great food. Yeah, yep. I, I love all food. Well, you eat out a lot. Yeah, but I mm. love all food. Like I love really healthy food. I love really bad food. Mm, me too. Um, I love hot chippies. Oh, I love hot chips. <laughs> Do you know, I have these things. Actually, I answered a question on this the other day and everybody looked at me like, what is wrong with you? You know, like prawn crackers you get in like China, when you get takeaway Chinese, you know, like the pink chips. Yeah, where the it's bag's like, all greasy. It's like my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I like, I just what sometimes go via a Chinese restaurant and pick up a bag. <laughs> But then, like another thing, I'm crying because I'm Prong such a crackers. dork. <laughs> Literally, I'm crying, guys. Is that like one of your? Is that like a secret thing you do that you've just revealed, or is that like a well-known Nadia well known Nadia fact no, that there might be some prawn crackers at home? No, like I don't know if it's a well-known thing, but it's nothing I hide. I'm an open book. But yes, there may be prawn crackers at home. The other night, um, I was craving them for dinner, so I actually said to my boyfriend, "I was like, we need to have like dirty Chinese so I can get my prawn, prawn crackers." <laughs> He said, absolutely not. <laughs> no, we got it. We did in the end. You definitely had your crackers. <laughs> um, no, but I, you know, I definitely wish that I worked out more. I really like to walk um, mm. and that I don't meditate. Um, I find that my mind is operating way too quickly for that. Mm-hmm. I have tried. I have done some lessons and things, but um, it's just not for me and that's mm. okay as well. Totally. Um, but I feel like walking is really a form of meditation for me. Mm. Um, I like putting music in and walking with my coffee. So it's nothing too strenuous. Yeah. Um, but I really, I really, when I listen to music, I love thinking about the future and what things I can plan and, and that to me is, is really positive and makes me feel really upbeat and happy. So often so that's nice. what I'll do in the morning. Do you listen yeah. to many podcasts? Um, <laughs> <laughs> not really yet. Um, that's fine. I just wanted. Yeah. I, mm. I, I, it is something I really, again, there's so many things that everyone, you know, wants to do more of or. Well, this is the hard, you know, I mean, I'll say it here. Like I don't actually listen to podcasts and I've got one. <laughs> People that's I'll be listening to this one though. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. This is um one of the questions I get all the time mm. is like, Oh, you have this podcast, so what do you love listening to? It's like often 
you want to do the opposite thing to what you do for a living. Yeah. So I loved podcasts and that's why I got into it in the first place. But now that I'm in the space, it's quite painful to listen to other people's because it's like... (laughs) Because I'm so much better. Yeah, mine is so good. I'm always comparing. No, it's the opposite where I'm like, oh, you know, their intro is amazing or, you know, that's good. No, but also you focused on doing your own. Like if you you want to, I think when you're outside of work, you want to do other things. Totally. there's nothing wrong with it. And I've always been like this. Like I can't look beside or behind. I just have to keep going because like that whole thing on like comparison is the thief of joy, that gets me. I don't like yeah. looking around. And even when I was in digital media, I didn't read mm. other websites, look yeah. at other Instagram accounts. But I feel like that's also just like training your brain. Like that's, you know, everyone can have that in them, but actually just training yourself to go, no, hang on, I'm killing it. I'm doing yeah. well. What? That's all here, mental headspace, yep. right? And just talking. I often talk to myself. Me too. Um, and I'm like, come on, Fairfax, <laughs> this is not a thing. You're being ridiculous. And you, you just really got to get in your own mind mm. and – Sometimes calm yourself down or build yourself up, you know. That's of- actually a um, a technique that, like I would say, people who are exploring sort of consciousness, what you're doing there is actually quite an advanced thing <laughs> where you're like talking to your ego. Yeah. And that's very hard to there. do. Yeah. <laughs> Objectively, like from yeah. the point of self, is going, like giving yourself a dressing down because often what happens is – we are our thoughts and we're just stuck in our thoughts. But you're able to go, no, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you are, you're a moron. You're, you're, you're killing it. Like, or, you know, it's things like that. But this and is the thing, we are killing it yeah. and it's always enough. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Do you have those days where you do, it's like that existential, I have that a bit where I'm like, oh, okay, so am I just going to like record an episode every day, like every week for the rest of my life? Do you I have just, that? honestly, I, I've just been in Europe for a little bit of a holiday with friends. And before that, I was in a full on, like, I had a couple of weeks where I was like, oh, I'm so bored. Like, mm. I need to, the next project, I need to do something new. And I just, I took, I was trying to build myself up, but it just wasn't, it was just struggling still. I went away, I took some time and I come, I've come back, I've got my groove back. I'm like, really, I also found that like, there's a direct link between how hard I work and how great the stuff is that I'm putting out there yes. to how, to how I feel. Cause if I'm not caring as much, which does happen sometimes, and, um, I'm not putting as much effort into my work, I do, I'm not as proud of it. Totally. And you feel like. That shame mm. of like. Oh. Yeah. 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 But still, and even then you still got to get in, that's the part where you've got to mm. get in your own head. And, mm. Yeah. Mm, come on. I shared with Nadia how proud I am to be partnering with Estee Lauder for this Self-Care Sundays mini-series. She's an ambassador for the brand here in Australia, and part of her role is to educate her audience on the benefits of using cult products like Advanced Night Repair. She's in the world as an entertainer and lives a big, full life. With that context, I was surprised to learn that even with such a busy social calendar, she still uses the evening to maximise her skincare routine. We should have done this in a um, in a power foil mask. Oh. oh, I think you've got Deb in soon, yeah. So yeah. maybe you can do that with Deb. You can both sit here with the power foil mask on. See, you got the ideas. Yeah. That would have been cute. And then you can then see how done, like, hot you look at the end. Well, you already look hot, but you know Damn. how how much how much more youthful you look. 
I'm definitely going to steal that idea. See, I needed you in the brief stage. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've done quite a few things at Estee Lauder now um, in regards to content and I just love their products and I love working with them. Mm. And Well, I wondered if you had an Estee story because a lot of, I guess, like younger girls or girls our age, it's often our mum used it yeah. or we have some sort of, you know, relationship with yeah. the brand. Do you have one? Um, I always remember seeing it as a youngster, but my mum's pretty uh, – a pretty a natural sort of person. Is she? So yeah. Mm. Um the products weren't really big forefront, but I always remember like going to David Jones with my yeah. grandmother, my auntie, and you <clears> saw <throat> the counter and things like that. So you sort of have that um I don't know, feeling towards it. Like it feels yes, it does feel like it comes you are connected to it. Sorry. Yeah. Can't speak. Um but the truth is I once I was gifted some of the product, the advanced night repair, and I tried it and it all just I kept using mm. it and then it just stemmed from there and I, mm. I do love it. It's one of those products like, and you know, we um, we have a responsibility if we've got people following us about what we're putting out there. It's one of those ones where I don't know anyone who after they've used it once. Go back, yeah, no. Doesn't continue using yeah. it because it is so powerful. Yeah. Um, do you know what actually – this is something I'm about to start. Well, I've actually done it once now, but I what? will keep doing it. Is I watched Eleanor Pendleton put in. Oh, she's um, a honey. She put it in her foundation. Oh my god! Amazing. For like extra hydration, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm <laughs> so getting into this." Thanks, Eleanor. Um, but I've done it once, and I was just like glowing, and I love that luminous effect. So it was like the double. It was fixing my skin, making me look gorgeous. And it was getting into the mm, into my. I can't, you know, I'm not into technical beauty stuff, but um, you know, no, it was improving my skin and making it look great at the same time. So mm. I was like, that is fantastic. So good. I wondered what your relationship with sleep is. Oh, look, we're <laughs> you know, we have a funny relationship, sleep and I. Do you? Um, no. Well, you know, I just I'm always running on adrenaline. And I I like to go out and things like that. Um. But I, yeah, using a product that works while I sleep is mm. fantastic mm. Um, because I don't have to think about it. I don't mm. have to worry about it. Well, that's the time our body goes into a deep state of yeah. rest and restora- restora- restoration. <laughs> restoration. We are killing it today. <laughs> we? we should have the wine. Um, and that's what I was going to say is it is the most important time. And like for anyone listening, if you're like skincare lazy, and a lot of women are, yep. like I'm pretty skin Welcome obsessed. to my world. Okay, no, I'm like, I've got to line up a products. Like it's a lot to get through every morning and every night. But if you're going to do nothing else, yeah. it's pick a serum before bed because yep. that is the time when your skin actually starts to regenerate and really gets to, the product gets to work. I'm also quite funny. This is going to sound like the weirdest thing, but I hate sticky products. Mm-hmm. So if I get into bed and I've put something on my face and it's sticky and I can stick to my pillow, I get so frustrated. Mm-hmm. So I think it's something that really absorbs into your skin. Yes. You know, if you put it on in five minutes, it really goes in and that, then I feel comfortable to sleep with it on as well. Yes. And so and not ruin our beautiful Good linen job at sheets. A&R. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it Do sounds you, weird, but um, I, just little things like that. I'm, I'm a bit, yeah, I get agitated. I'm not a great sleeper. I was going to ask, so do you yeah. get a lot of sleep? Well, my mind just, as I said, operates. So there's so much going on in there all the time. Mm. Probably undiagnosed ADD. <laughs> maybe. Well, maybe. Um, yeah. But so like I like, I have to fall asleep. I can't sit there and say, it's time to go to bed. It's really I'm like hard this. For me. Yeah. My husband, I can't tell you. Like 30 seconds. 
I know, he'll be mid-conversation and then he's like snoring. I'm like, you can't be serious. And I'm there two hours later. Like, <laughs> Well, now I have this thing. I think it's really important to go to bed at the same time as your partner. Mm-hmm. Like, I really love that. Until it is a nice in, time. We get into bed, but then he's asleep in two seconds and mm-hmm. I'm lying there going tick, 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 tick. Um, do you but, pick up your phone? Do I? Pick up your phone? Uh, so I have a look before bed and then I know I shouldn't do that. It's I really do that. bad. No. But on my Samsung, I've got, a, there's a blue light. You can, you take all the blue light out of the phone. Yes. There's actually a technical word for it. No, totally. And this is the thing is blue light damage to your skin from the phone is real. So anyone Thanks, like just add it, add it to the other add list. it to the list yeah. of things, but for and I have mine on warm light as well. So iPhone and Android, you can be a hundred percent warm. And like the thing is, <laughs> if I put my phone back on blue and I look at my Instagram grid or something, I'm like, hey, whoa, because everything does look warm. So I like if I do edit or filter photos or anything like that, it kind of <laughs> has an orange tinge to it. <laughs> it's fake tan, darling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. So how has your evening routine, like skincare routine, evolved as you've gotten older? Um, or maybe not even older, just like... Yeah, what do you mean? I'm still young. I know, you're still such a baby. Um, how old are you? I just turned 30 in April. Oh my God, you are a little yeah, baby. Yeah, I'm not really. I used to, I felt like I was always a young one. Now, like, I've got, like, my friends, like, Yanya and stuff, they're children. How old are they? Like, I think Anne's like 25 or something. Oh my God, I'm old. I know. But I was always, I, was th- I thought oh, I was always the young one <laughs> and I'm not anymore. I'm like, God damn it. You're in your 30s. <laughs> um, I definitely am putting more effort into it. Yeah. Um, but that's just, it's not because I'm like, oh my God, I'm petrified of looking old. aged or old or anything like that. I th- just sort of enjoy it a bit more. Mm. It's a little bit of a um, a ritual. Well, this is the thing: is it doesn't yeah. feel like a chore to me now. No. It feels like something. I it's quite a ritual. Look forward to it's doing. something that you know can help you put in, put you into a space of like going to sleep or relaxation, mm. or it's sort of sort of part of it. What else do you do to wind down? Like not even to go to sleep, but like what do you do as like to balance out the other? Oh, I'm terrible. I like mind numbing TV. Yeah, me too. And, and everyone, no one admits that they're like, oh, I do a puzzle or <laughs> I read a book. Or, you know. I'm into jigsaws at the moment. Yeah, no, but do you know what I mean? I'm like, guys, <laughs> totally. just admit it. Like it's okay to be a dork and watch TV. Um, I actually love a show called Deadliest Catch. Um, it's, Wait. it's a reality <laughs> show about crab fishermen in the Bering Sea in Alaska. Um, it is fantastic TV. I absolutely love it. Oh, I love you. And it's, it, I, I don't know, I don't know why I love it, but I enjoy it so much. Um, now I really want to go to Alaska. So good. <laughs> um, but it's, we're on the, like, we're on the 16th series of this show. Wow. Yeah. So there's a lot to catch up on guys if you want to binge watch something. <laughs> Um, but stuff like that, you know, and that's okay. Um, no, I think it's I okay. Yeah. Do it. And like, if it's the Kardashians that helps you just switch off from the world, then good. So be it. And it's good telly. It's entertaining. Yeah. yeah. It just sort of, it's like, it just sort of lets you switch off. You know, you don't have to be too into it. You can yes. sort of really put your mind at ease. Mm. So like reality TV is your No, not poison. most reality TV, just this just one. Just this particular yeah. one. <laughs> this particular And I also love it. This one's quite bad as well, Dance Mums. Oh, my God, yes. But, I mean, I guess that reminds me of my childhood. Totally. You know, it must be like. Guys, for those of you that don't know, it's a show about young kids, elite dancers. 
basically. <laughs> it must be like coming home to you where they're like stage makeup. Well, my mum was never like that. Oh. Ever. So my mum couldn't braid hair or – hi, mum, I love you. Um, my mum my could never braid hair or anything like that. So I always remember like going to competitions and like I did my own hair or one of the other mums might help me with some glitter spray or – but she was sort of never like that, which I think has been such a benefit to me because I see so many gymnasts who really struggle coming out of their athlete life and yes. integrating back into normal life, or not just gymnasts, sorry, all athletes in general, this is a huge issue. Mm. Um, and a lot of them suffer from mental health issues because of this. Um, but my parents took my blinders off. It was really important that I had a life outside of outside gym. of gym. So mm. I never had mums like that. So maybe that's why it interests me. Mm. Yeah. Um, I ask a lot of my guests about the emotional landscape of Instagram. I wonder... <laughs> <laughs> what does being on there feel like for you? I mean, I'm getting the vibe that there isn't the seriousness that I, you know, I can hear from other people. But when you're on there, yeah, what does it feel like? Um, I don't know. I just feel like it should be a place of sort of like either inspiration or happiness. It, you know, Kate Waterhouse and I always say this same similar thing to this, and we talk about it to with each other. Instagram is a photo album. Mm. So it's really, you don't put photos of when you're sitting on your laptop, you know, in Qantas Greys, you know, with your hair in a messy bun, in your beautiful photo albums. You share the good times, you share the beautiful things. So I think just people need to remember that. And so I think that's, I always think about it like that. So you, that's why you probably don't see me sharing mm. too much of like, hey guys, my skin's really bad today or... Because of course I get bad skin. Of course I get down. Of course I'm tired. Of course I've had days where I'm looking like a mess. Like it's normal. Mm. Um, but I why like do I that. need? I don't. I don't need to share that. And mm. I don't. I don't think people need to see that. I want to show people happiness and positive things. Like, isn't there enough sadness? I get being real and all that jazz and mm. like showing the, showing you know your true self. But I, I just don't really feel the need to. Mm. Like, I like that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think it's with no with no hate to anyone no, that chooses totally. to do that as well. Like that is totally up to them, and some girls will really relate to that and tune in and get behind that and need that every day. Mm. But that's just not my mm. audience. And I guess like on talent side, like what I'm hearing from that is we, you know, there's also a choice of who you're going to be for people. Like you don't have to be everything. Yeah. To people, it's like I'm your ray of sunshine. I am, you know, the person that you can come and see and yeah. get a boost and get inspired. Yeah, you feel good. Totally. Yeah. yeah. What's your community like? Like when you're on there, are you like deep in DMs or no? Um, a little bit. Like I'll, 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 I always try and write back. Mm. Um, but I feel like they're not – mine aren't that deep. They're really like asking just sort of fashion questions or beauty questions and it's all really friendly. It's good. Yeah, I don't feel I, – I, sometimes I see on some of the other girls' grams like people's just absolute hate or nastiness. I'm like, I'm so lucky. Like, I know. But I guess it's like do we just cultivate the energy we put out as well? I don't know. Oh, maybe. Like maybe because – But, I mean, the truth is if I ever had someone write something like that, I'd probably delete it straight away because I feel like hate breeds hate. Mm. Like why would I want anyone else, especially another young person, to see what someone – that someone else has even mm. written that and to them to think it's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. And I know that sounds bad, but no, I think it sounds sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I don't know. 
not for me. I've been mm. the only thing I really copped for a little bit was um about being too thin. And this back when I did question. the fashion bloggers show. Mm. Um but I'm naturally petite. My parents mm. are my dad has stick legs, so does my mum. Um and I used to get a bit of that, but it's really subsided. I think that's just a mm. there's a lot less body shaming going on. Well, one of the questions I had from you is you went from being a gymnast to working in fashion, two spaces that put a lot of focus on obviously body and body image. What is your relationship with that and then also your own body through the lens of Yeah. Yeah. Um I feel like I have a really healthy relationship with my body. Mm. Like I'm I'm but to be honest, I'm just so naturally lucky. Yeah. Um it's not hard for me to stay fit or mm. But is that like a lot of muscle memory? It's like if you trained at that level for that, so long. It's a bit of that. It's also a lot of genetics. Yeah. So I'm not gonna like and this is the other thing, like how can I share my eating my diet plan or like my rage like my um fitness regime with someone mm. because they've got a completely different metabolism and mm. body and genetics. Like what works for me might not necessarily mm. work for them. Yeah. I don't know. And it's, yeah, well, especially not <laughs> because yes. I, my metabolism is like, it's crazy. So fast. So fast. So sometimes I do feel bad when young girls will write to me and say like, oh, how do you stay in shape? I'm like. It's just Sorry. born this way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's born with it. No. Yeah. <laughs> I sound like such a dickhead. No, you but I'm don't. Not. Um, but that's just the truth, you know, and mm. I've always had a really healthy relationship with my body. Um, even when I was going through puberty and gym and I did put on a bit of weight, as soon as I came home and sort of fell back into normal life, my parents were like, don't worry about it. You know, it'll just, you'll come good in time. And mm. because I didn't think about it too much, I sort of ate when I wanted to rather than constantly thinking about my weight and then constantly being hungry and constantly thinking about food. Mm. It just sort of, yeah, I think. And it did, it just sort of fell off and as I got a bit older. And, mm. and that is the thing. It's like any time in my life I found that I've just stopped thinking about it, yeah. my body just normalises. Just focus on other things and put, it put your energy into other things yes. that are more important. Where you put your energy grows. So yeah. If your energy is on your tummy then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so sorry guys, like it is genetics. Mm. I, no, f- I think it's nice cool. to be honest about that yeah. too. What did you use, to, if when you did get that? If anyone did say you were too skinny, did you respond to them or you just delete them? Um, no, back then I, I sort of would. Now I would delete. But um, I would just say, like, I'm petite and I'm proud of it and that's mm. fine. And Nadia's parents have been together a long time and that can feel pretty rare these days. Many of us don't have positive role models. The same goes for positive female role models, women we can look up to that help us explore and express our individuality. Nadia has been blessed with both, so I wanted to know what her parents have taught her about love and relationships, both with a significant other and with ourselves. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, My parents um, met when my mum was really, really young, probably too young for me to say on this. Um, (laughs) And um, and dad was a bit older. Dad was 10 years older than Mm. mum, and he was a huge football star at the time. Um, so anyway, they've just, they've, yeah, and they were together ever since. Like my mum was still in school. Wow. So, um, I think they're just really true to themselves. Like my mum's pretty powerful. Mm. Um, and she does her own thing. She always has. And, you know, I, it's like this whole femininity thing, um, feminism thing. I was always brought up to think and believe I was equal. Mm. I didn't. 
don't, I know that in generations past, that's what we're fighting for. But, you know, I've always believed that. And I think my mum lived a life where she was. Yes, independent. Independent, yeah. So um, I think just seeing a lot of that and making sure two people are the, I can't, Mm. okay, here we go. I've got a good way to explain it. Okay. Okay, you know the infinity symbol? Yeah. Which is like a figure eight on its side. Mm -hmm. It's two full circles. Mm. basically. Mm. So if someone's missing a part of their circle, they're not fulfilled. Yes. They're eating out of the other person's circle. Yes. It's not a two full circles. It's so not So you have equal. to be two whole people to be together forever. That's so beautiful. <laughs> it's like you've got a, um, what is that? Coexisting. It's like your your inde- independent individuals is that yeah, yeah. is that the same thing <laughs> <laughs> sounds good babe and then it's <laughs> and this i've got two fingers up as you can't see and then it's the meeting in the middle and i'm working on that in my own marriage actually because i think we are codependent yeah like it's very intense our love uh, and it's amazing yeah but some days i'm like but you do your own thing babe i do yeah but, but i'm very like obsessed with him and it's been 9 years that's cute but okay, so, Cute, oh, wait. or what about when I track him on my phone? Okay, that's sick. You, you, <laughs> might, you might need to see a real therapist. <laughs> I worry about his safety. Oh, oh my god, that's adorable. Yeah, but see, it's not healthy. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, if you can control it, like if it's mm, not making you turn into a psycho and blow no, up not. at him, or like where you know. No, and this has always been my thing. Is frankly, I don't care if you're with fifty women or whatever, as I trust you. It, yeah, exactly. I trust you, trust you, yeah. trust you. I just want to make sure you get home safe. Yeah. <laughs> That's my thing. That's really sweet. Oh, thanks. Sometimes it drives me a bit crazy because I'm like, it's no way to live. See, I see. If I in reverse, like if my partner's out, I'm like, oh, have a great time because I'll probably do the same thing next weekend, <laughs> and you won't, you know. So, it's sort of like, so I'm going to need my own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but back to the the parents thing. Um, you know, they always made time for themselves and together as a couple. Mm. Um, you know, so it wasn't all about us. I often was dropped at my grandparents for for them to go and have a night out. And I love that. Out. Yeah. I hope when or, I have kids I maintain just, that. Yeah, same. Or even just like they'd take you to a restaurant and if you fell asleep, you'd be asleep under the table mm-hmm. and they'd have their own sort of meal and then they'd carry you out and pop you in the back of the car and mm-hmm. you'd go home. Yeah. It's different now. It's really different now. Mm. And I really hope when I have children that I make sure I make time for my relationship. Me too. I'm scared of like. I'm not Are you scared. in that place, like wanting babies? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty ready. And Tony's like, I mean, just my silver fox, who's a bit older, is 13 years between us, and so it's also just getting to that time. I'm like, I'm 34. You know, like you've still got some we're time. Like, there. I think we stress out a little bit about that too much. It's so true. And yeah. I, you know, it's hard. Because people, the first thing they'll generally ask me is also, when are you? And it's like, oh, come on. like Yeah, apparently we're not supposed to ask those questions anymore. Mm. But I think everyone's a little bit too sensitive as yeah, well these days. Like no one's trying to offend you or hurt mm. you or make you feel like you have to do something. That's in your own head. Yeah, I'm just curious and just making conversation a majority of the time. Yes. So let's calm down. Yeah. <laughs> let's take it down a notch. <laughs> Yeah, and signing off Nadia Fairfax, laughing. the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you and I think like we've got to still be able to just have effortless conversations. Like we can't get to a point where we have to be so politically correct that we don't fucking say anything. Yeah. Oh, you know, we're sitting beep. at dinner and you're like, how are you good? How are you good? <laughs> yeah. And then done. 
No. I'm um, dumb. I don't like doing that. I would like to know um, what's next for you? Like what is coming up for you? I feel like this is something I'm really going into my own mind about. Um, I love what I do. I have mm. so much fun and truth is it's allowed me to have a really fantastic life. Um, so it's not like I'm just going to stop doing that. Mm. But I, I always like looking for new things. Um, you know, I'd love to try my hand a little bit of acting. Yes. Or, you know, some presenting, some more presenting, more in that space. That I'd is love, so good for you. Yeah, I love emceeing events mm. um, more than anything. Yes, me too. Um, I adore it. So, you know, I'd, I'd like to sort of do a bit more of that. But who knows? Mm. I can definitely see you on the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I don't know. Maybe I won't be any good. Um but I did have an audition not that long ago for an Australian soap, um, soapy. I didn't get it, but um, the great experience. But it's I'm fun sure. to do, and like, but I was so nervous. Yes. I couldn't believe it, and I, I was actually quite when I didn't get it. I remember being quite disappointed, and then I thought to myself, some of these girls have studied acting for so many years. They go to twenty castings a week, and they're not getting it. You know, um, what? Am, who do I think I am that I? You know, can be yeah. disappointed. So I think just keep working at it. Maybe mm. just keep going, doing some lessons, stuff like mm. that. But we'll see. So I have a final question I ask each <laughs> of my guests. <laughs> Do you know it? Not. Oh. Babe, oh, no. <laughs> yes. Okay. So a lot of people now, because they know it's coming. Oh, no, ready. I've got no preparation. No yeah, ideas. This makes me happy. Um, so offline exists as an exploration of self. Who are we without the labels that we put on ourselves? So for you, that's party with Nadi, mm-hmm. influencer, social eye, <laughs> jet setter. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, when you strip all those labels away and you're sitting in your true self, who are you? Yep. And sort of what comes up for you when I ask that question? Um, yeah, like I just think I'm a, a pretty – normal, down-to-earth, fun-loving gal. And I try not to delve too deep into my inner self because <laughs> there's no need to. Life's good, you know? Yeah. Don't, don't get – Don't overcomplicate things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have this analogy about um, water. So, like, just sit on the top and have a good time. Like, don't try mm. and drown yourself sometimes in overthinking things or – I mean, if you need to because you're struggling with something, go for it. Dive deep. But if not, get yourself a lilo and a pina colada and just enjoy it. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so that, that wasn't a very good answer because I didn't give you a lot, but it's the truth. I mean, just live it up. Just, I like to be mm. on the surface and just enjoy each day as it comes and each thing and whatever, whether it's work or play or friends, just in, enjoy the time. So good. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. I think I got a bit nervous in parts and like I was I was fumbling my words. But that's normal. I thought you were great. Thanks, Alison. Thanks for having me. What a pleasure. Yeah. Well, we'll have, we'll have to do this again. With wine. But maybe I'll ask you the questions this next time. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I think this could be a new thing. What, where I get guest hosts on yeah. to interview me? Or, or, or whoever. Maybe we have a few people here. <laughs> Maybe it's a bit of a party. And maybe we'll wear our foil masks. Yes, power foil masks. Yep. They're, they're actually a little bit difficult to talk, talk <laughs> into. You guys might need to do the um, just the eye ones. Yeah. The eye patches. Just the chic eye ones. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, thank you. Thanks so much, Alison. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Offline. You can find more episodes at offlinethepodcast.com or by subscribing wherever you like to listen. Original music by Darren Lake, produced by Podpaste. One last thing. If you know someone who would benefit from hearing these honest conversations, please share Offline with them. Offline.